Welcome to the First Mentor Podcast. Here, you will hear us talk about a variety of topics for the entire family that will hopefully spark a discussion, create a new curiosity, or simply teach you something new. The goal is to inspire you to learn life skills and soft skills not taught in school and prepare you to live an extraordinary life. Come on and spend some time with us on your commute to school or anytime you're free. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for episode 22 of the First Mentor Podcast. And this is your host and mentor, Vanessa Yang, along with her co-host, Summer. And I wanted to ask you, have you ever been to a coffee shop or Starbucks? And then you read the coffee and tea menu selection, right? And you wondered, what's the difference between all these different selections of teas and coffees? For example, how's a latte different from a cappuccino or a cafe au lait? Well, I don't know about you, but I assume a lot of us have the same questions. So what we did is, as part of our general knowledge topics, we did some research for you to go over some of the more common varieties of these drinks. And remember at the end, don't forget to subscribe, add us to your favorite list, and share with your friends and family. And we would also welcome comments from you in the review sections of iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And without further ado, let's get started. So as I mentioned earlier in the introduction, today we'll be talking about coffee and tea. And before we dive into sharing what we learned about tea, let's discuss coffee first. Let me start with asking Summer, do you have any idea how we make coffee or where it comes from? I only really know that coffee comes from coffee beans. That's right. There's actually very complicated ways to describe it. So I tried to look up the easiest definition. And what I came across was Wikipedia. So according to Wikipedia, coffee is a brewed drink prepared from roasted coffee beans, which are seeds of berries from certain coffee species, right? So when coffee berries, they turn from green to a bright red color, it shows that they're ripe. And at that point, they're picked, processed, and dried. And dried coffee seeds are then roasted to different degrees depending on the flavor that people desire. A quote-unquote normal coffee is basically made by adding ground roasted coffee seeds into a coffee maker, right? So what you do, have you seen a coffee maker before, Summer? I have. Okay, so basically you put ground coffee into a coffee maker, you add water, which will be heated in the process, right? And according to the National Coffee Association, the best ratio to do is really adding one to two tablespoons of ground coffee to about six ounces of water. But of course, you can adjust it according to your taste. Now, let's dive into sharing more information with our listeners about the different types of coffee drinks that you can order at a coffee shop. Because after all, this is why we started this podcast, right? Someone, because one time I wanted to go into a coffee shop and order something to drink and you were curious of what you were going to order. And then you saw pictures of all these different types of coffee drinks and you said, What did you say to me back then? It was something about seeing a graph of 
pictures and little cups of coffee were labeled by their different coffee names and showed what each was made of. For example, an Americano was one shot espresso and hot water. That's right. And that's how we came up with the idea of doing this episode because sometimes even I get confused all the different types of variation means, right? So let's talk about it and share with our listeners of the research that we have done. And most of this information came from an article from webrestaurantstore.com. But of course, I also researched several other sites. I already explained what a typical, normal, quote-unquote, coffee is. Summer, do you want to walk our listeners through what a decaffeinated coffee is? Sure. So a decaf coffee is basically made from beans with at least 97% of caffeine removed. So you can enjoy coffee without caffeine. Simple and straightforward, right? And another one that we wanted to talk about, a lot of people probably have heard about it recently. It's become very popular in the last few years is cold brew. Summer, do you know what cold brew coffee is? I do not know what cold brew coffee is. So cold brew coffee is just a different way of making coffee. So earlier we discussed that normal coffee is made with adding hot water to ground beans, right? And cold brew is created by steeping medium to coarse ground coffee at room temperature. So remember, it's not hot water, right? So you have ground coffee with room temperature water for 12 hours or longer. And after it's been sitting in there, you filter it out and add the drink to a clean cup to make cold brew. So cold brew is never exposed to heat as a result. And because of that, it has a lower level of acidity. So it's not as acidic. And if you compare cold brew with iced coffee, the way iced coffee is made, it's just basically hot coffee. It's cooled down and then you pour it over ice. And let's talk about espresso next. Espresso is also known as short black. And basically it's one ounce or also known as one shot of a highly concentrated coffee. And some of you might have heard of double espresso, which is also known as dopio. And that just basically means it's two shots of espresso. Summer, do you want to tell our listeners more about latte? A latte is considered an introductory coffee drink since the bitterness of the coffee is cut by adding a lot of milk. If you like it sweet, flavoring syrup can be added. Examples are vanilla, hazelnut, and others. A latte is made of one-shot espresso and 8 to 10 ounces of steamed milk and one centimeter of foam. I didn't even know that before I prepared for this episode. I love latte drinks, but now I know exactly what goes in this. So this has been really helpful to prepare for this episode. Okay, let's talk about café au lait next. And au lait means kind of in French with milk or in milk, right? And a café au lait, I always used to confuse it with a latte, but now I know the difference. A café au lait is made with French pressed coffee to bring out a different type of coffee flavor. And the way you make café au lait is five ounces of French pressed coffee with five ounces of scalded milk. And I actually had to look into what is scalded milk. 
Scalded milk is milk that is heated to 83 degrees Celsius or 180 degrees Fahrenheit, so really hot. At this temperature, then all the bacteria are killed and enzymes are destroyed as well. Now let's talk about cappuccino next, which is also a very popular coffee drink. A cappuccino is made out of one to two shots of espresso, two ounces of steamed milk, and then two ounces of foamed milk, and then sometimes people also add sprinklings of chocolate powder. And if you want, you can also add additional flavorings. Usually, people consume cappuccino at breakfast in Italy, but we in the U.S. love it as well. Next on the list is flat white. Flat white is originated from Australia and New Zealand, and it's quite similar to cappuccino, but it just doesn't have the foam or the chocolate powder. And the difference is to keep the drink creamy and not frothy. People take the steamed milk from the bottom of the jug instead of the top. Isn't that interesting? And next, Summer's gonna tell us quickly about an americano. An americano is basically made up of one shot of espresso or one ounce and three ounces of hot water. So I always thought it was just coffee, but I've learned it's espresso with hot water. Now I've also seen long black and never knew what that meant. A long black is similar to an americano, but it's two shots of espresso. And three ounces of hot water, so basically a little bit stronger than an americano. This originated from Australia and New Zealand. And we have a mocha. A mocha is considered coffee and hot chocolate hybrid. Chocolate powder or syrup gives it rich and creamy flavor and cuts acidity of the espresso. It's made up of one shot of espresso. One to two ounces of chocolate syrup or powder, and one to three ounces of steamed milk with two to three centimeters of foam or whipped cream. That's one of my favorite drinks as well. Okay, next macchiato, and a macchiato is made out of one shot of espresso and one to two teaspoons of steamed milk. And people also many times add flavorings of syrups, just depending on how you like it, right? I know at Starbucks a very popular drink, for example, is the caramel macchiato, which you can enjoy hot or iced. Now a long macchiato is made out of two shots of espresso, two to four teaspoons of steamed milk. And I don't know if any of you have heard of an affogato. But an affogato is considered more of a dessert coffee, so it's not part of a traditional coffee selection. But I thought it was interesting to add to our discussion as well. And an affogato is made out of one to two shots of espresso and one scoop of vanilla ice cream. And now you know why it's part of the dessert coffee section because it includes ice cream. And next we have an iced coffee. Iced coffees are very popular in the U.S. when the weather gets hot. There are different types of iced coffees. Sometimes milk is interchanged with water. Flavoring syrups are often added to our iced coffee. Iced coffee is made with two ounces drip coffee or espresso, and four ounces of ice with 
four to six ounces of milk or water, plus flavoring syrup to taste. Okay, I don't know if anybody remembers some of the things we said because I know it could get really complicated. But feel free to listen to this podcast. And what we'll do is probably create a blog on our website as well if you are more of a visual learner, right? And next, I wanted to introduce the Vietnamese coffee to you. I don't know if you heard about it before, but because of my origin, right? I was Chinese born in Vietnam and I love Vietnamese food. And in many types of Vietnamese restaurants, they have what they call cafe da, which is more a kind of an iced coffee in the Vietnamese version. Or you can also hear cafe se da, which is iced milk coffee. So what makes it Vietnamese coffee and how is it different? So Vietnamese coffee is using a medium to coarse ground dark roast Vietnamese grown coffee. And that coffee is dripped to a small metal Vietnamese drip filter. I don't know if you've seen it. So that little filter is placed on top of a glass. So it slowly drips to it. So it takes a long time and the coffee is quite strong. And many times in the glass cup, there's already condensed milk and ice occasionally if you want it cold. So it's enjoyed with condensed milk. And last but not least, we also wanted to discuss Vienna coffee, which I thought was interesting and came across in my research. So Vienna coffee has different types of variations. And the most popular one is one to two shots of espresso with two ounces of whipped cream. So in place of using milk and sugar, people add whipped cream to coffee, or actually espresso, I should say. And I know this has been a lot of information. There's actually a lot more out there, but we obviously cannot cover them all, but we wanted to share with you some of the most popular ones we came across, right? I know I am not encouraging our listeners who are teens and young adults to start drinking coffee on a regular basis or drink more of it, but I just wanted to share this information because I believe it's just helpful and good information to know what's the difference between all those coffee types. And I wanted to ask Summer, right? What do you think are some of the best coffee types or coffee drinks for beginners or those who do not want too much caffeine? Well, I think that there are three types of coffee. There are latte, which is basically more milk than coffee. A mocha, because it's a coffee and hot chocolate hybrid. And decaffeinated coffee, because there's 97% less caffeine. That's right. And that's why those are generally my go-to drinks, because I cannot handle too much caffeine. If you give me a straight shot of espresso, I probably start shaking. But anyways... And now that we have covered the different coffee drinks, let's jump to our next beverage, which a lot of non-coffee drinkers enjoy a lot more, and that is tea. So what is tea? And for that, I also checked with our friend Wikipedia to get an easier version of the definition, and they define it as an aromatic beverage prepared by pouring hot or boiling water over cured or fresh leaves from Camellia sinensis, an evergreen shrub native to China and East Asia. Now, Summer, did you know that after water, tea is actually the most widely consumed drink in the world? 
I did not know that. That was actually news to me too. I knew, like in Asia, we drink a lot of tea, but I didn't know the rest of the world would enjoy it so much too that it's number two in the world. As I was doing research, one fact that I thought was really interesting, and I read it on teaclass.com, it was really surprising to me. And that fact is that all teas, okay, all teas, such as black tea, green tea, oolong tea, white tea, pu'er tea. Come from the same plant, the plant that I mentioned earlier, Camellia sinensis, and all other so-called teas are actually herbal teas, right? So they are not really teas, but they're more herbal teas, and they're also known as tisanes. And those are like you probably know chamomile tea or peppermint, rooibos, and fruit teas, and they're obviously made from other plants. I encourage you to learn more about how tea is grown, and the local differences through just googling more information. If you're interested, I found so much on the internet. It was fascinating, but I cannot go through all of that with you now. Summer, quick question: Do you think that all teas have caffeine? I used to think that not all teas have caffeine, but after knowing that they all came from the same plant, it's obvious that they all have caffeine. Good learning, yes, because all teas come from the same plant, right? The one we mentioned twice already. They have equal amount of caffeine, but the amount of caffeine can change and vary depending on three factors. Number one, the amount of tea leaf used. Number two, how long you steep the tea leaves in water, and number three, the temperature of the water. Obviously, the higher the temperature or the hotter it is, the higher the caffeine level. Actually, I learned now that if you see on the menu caffeine-free tea, that now generally means it's just an herbal tea, right? And we'll talk more about that later. But we mentioned a few different types of teas, and let's talk about that right now. And remember how I said several times already that all teas come from the same plant, right? I wanted to ask our listeners. Why do we have different types of tea then? Right? Anybody has an idea? What about you, Summer? Any clue? I have no idea why there are different types of teas. Right? Same plant. Why so many types? And the differences of teas come from how the tea leaves are processed after they are picked. And for that, I did a lot of research. And the following information is mainly from the website called teasource.com. But as usual, I also used other sites for my research. Now let's start with one of the most well-known teas, green tea. And of course, what is green tea, right? Let's talk about that. In very simple terms, green tea is just tea made with leaves that look green, <laughs> right? Pretty straightforward. But how do you keep the leaves green? So what? Is happening to the leaves is they're being fired right after they're picked, and this is the very first step of the processing. And what does firing mean? It means the leaves are being treated with high heat for a very short amount of time to prevent oxidation. Now, next we have to define what's oxidation, right? So oxidation is a natural chemical process that occurs to turn food black. When it is exposed to oxygen, including tea leaves. So think about it this way, right? When you peel a banana or you cut your apple, they change colors, right? 
and that's the oxidation process. Really quick, green tea is basically being kept green because the leaves are fired right after they're picked, which means they're treated at high heat. And green tea is primarily from China or Japan. And there is a very specific and unique type of green tea, and that is matcha. So Summer is going to talk about that for a little. How is matcha different from green tea? According to worldteanews.com, matcha is only grown in Japan. This tea is different from all other teas in a few different ways. Japanese green teas are either sun-grown or shade-grown. Matcha is made from shade-grown plants. Because those plants are in the shade longer, it has a lower rate of photosynthesis. Good. And Sama, let's see how much you remember from school. What is photosynthesis? So in a simple definition, or my definition that I remember it, photosynthesis is a process in which plants create their own food. That's right. I actually double-checked that, and there were so many scientific versions. And I was able to find the Kitts Britannica version, which is very similar to what Summer said earlier, right? Photosynthesis is the process in which green plants use sunlight to make their own food. And in order for photosynthesis to happen, it actually requires sunlight, chlorophyll, water, and carbon dioxide gas. So shading the tea plants also causes them to produce more chlorophyll and antioxidants because the plant has to work harder to live and grow. And chlorophyll is basically the green pigment in plants that absorb the energy from the sunlight. And what are antioxidants? Antioxidants are substances that prevent or slow down cell damages caused by free radicals. If that's too complicated, just know that antioxidants are good for you. Same with chlorophyll. That's right, keep it simple. Now, back to green tea specifically, right? Those leaves are plucked during the springtime. And what happens to the leaves after is they're being steamed and air dried and then being sorted by texture. And then they remove the stem of the veins and refrigerate them. And at this stage, it's not matcha tea yet. It's called tencha. And in order to make it matcha green tea, what happens after is the tea leaves are slowly ground into fine powder with granite stone. So it's a really fine powder if you've seen it. And when you enjoy matcha tea, what happens is you basically drink the beverage, including the ground tea leaves. Unlike other teas where the tea leaves are removed before consumption, right? You just drink the beverage that's left. And I also read that to prepare it correctly, the ratio is about one teaspoon of matcha to two to four ounces of hot water. Okay, let's talk about black tea next. Black tea. This tea is made from leaves that have a darker color. They have been quickly and heavily oxidized, which means they have been exposed to air to dry and darken. Black tea has the highest level of oxidation among all the teas, as well as the highest level of caffeine. Although black tea originated from China, it's now more popular in Western countries. 
When most people think of black tea, they think of the traditional British style with milk and sugar. Black tea is also the most common foundation for other styles of tea that are mixed with other ingredients into classic styles like Earl Grey or Masala Chai, also known as Chai tea. And Chai tea is our next tea that we want to describe to you. Chai tea, also more known as Masala Chai, as Sama mentioned earlier, is a traditional drink of India. And this is a blend of black tea, milk, sugar, and different spices. And people can change different spices as they please, but the most common spices include ginger, cinnamon, cardamom, and clove. And another tea that you probably have heard of is white tea. Now, how is white tea different from green tea and black tea since it's all from the same plant, right? Now, white tea is minimally processed. It's not fired like green tea, but it's also not intentionally oxidized like black tea. So the main intentional process is to slow and methodically dry to reduce the moisture. And as a result, there's only three types of white tea. Silver needles, white peony, and shamai. And we mentioned earlier about herbal teas. Remember, herbal teas is basically the catchphrase for all the other tea beverages that are steeped in a very similar way to tea, but they don't come from the Camellia sinensis plant. Very popular examples of herbal teas are chamomile, peppermint, hibiscus, ginger, rooibos, and others. They're either enjoyed by themselves after steeping in water, or mixed with other products such as dried fruits, flowers, roots, and so on and so forth. I actually sometimes like to add honey if I want to sweeten my herbal tea. Most of these herbal teas are caffeine-free, with the exception of yerba mate and guayusa. I know if you've learned a lot about tea and coffee today, and we did as well. But I wanted to let you know that we are also preparing another episode for you related to tea and specifically boba or tapioca tea drinks. And this was too much information to share with you all at once. So we're going to make a separate episode for that and make sure you look out for that. Hope, Summer, you learned something new today as well. I have learned a lot of different things today. Until next time. Sayonara. Sayonara. Hope you enjoyed what we shared with you about coffee and tea today. Just make sure you drink coffee and tea responsibly, okay? And we hope that next time when you enter a cafe, you no longer have to be confused about all these drink choices and what the differences are. And now I wanted to ask you, what was the most surprising fact that you learned today? For me, it was really that all teas come from the same plant. I thought that was quite interesting. And remember, I mentioned earlier, we will have another episode for you where we talk about bubble tea or boba tea in the near future, right? So make sure you look out for that. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Have a great day. 